The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery free in terms of apply, see mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello and welcome back to Red Side of Trent, bringing you the fan preview as Forest host Burnley for the second home game in a row, this time in the Premier League. I am delighted to welcome No Nay Never podcast uh, presenter or co-host Tom Whitaker from Derby of all places. Are you right, Tom? How are you? Uh, even Adam, yeah. Please don't hold that against me. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do. How, are you all right, pal? Yes, very well. Thank you. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad, obviously. We've had like mixed starts to the season. Burnley have lost all three games so far this season at home, albeit to Aston Villa, Man City, and Tottenham. Are you are you downhearted by by those results, or or are you quite optimistic still? I think if you're being realistic, you'd have said we'll do well to get anything out of those three fixtures. I think all three of them teams are going to be in or around the top six come the end of the season. I think what's made us a little bit nervous is. Just the manner of the defeats, you know, it's one thing to sort of put up a battling performance and, and maybe lose by the odd goal. Uh, Man City expects to lose 3 0, but uh, Villa and especially Tottenham, they really blew us away. Um, we didn't, you know, we, we've got a goal in us, but I'd, defensively, we just were so open, we're so easy to get at, and that was quite alarming. It, was, it wasn't the fact that we lost these games so much as the manner in which we lost them, I think. Yeah, I mean, because last season when we played those three sides at home, we only let in four goals collectively, which is like, I mean, when you when you kind of look at it, it's like a bit alarming because you guys breezed the league last season. Was you expecting to to lose so heavily then, or not really? No, I think it was the, the tactical setup that surprised us. Really, I think I think you know we're realistic about the way that we played last season. It's, it's quite possession heavy, and it's going to be hard to translate that into the Premier League when you're not going to have as much of the ball. Um, I think we were expecting probably to, to be on the end of a few hardings and maybe dish a few hardings out as well, but obviously it's only been one-way traffic so far. I think the way we're set up at the minute is we're still playing as if we've got you know Wigan and Rotherham at home every week and we can just set up, have 70% of the ball and, and play in their half. 
and and we've just been naive really and, and obviously teams with much better players are, are picking up on that and just just picking us off at will really would, would you say that's then company being a bit naive and a little bit stubborn in terms of like thinking you can still play that same way and do you think if it carries on he will change or do you think he, you've kind of you've built the squad around to play in that system or is it just a matter or another option is do you think it's just a matter of time before it does click and the players adjust to the league yeah I think it'll be interesting to see how we get on when we're playing sort of teams that are more likely to be at our level you know as I say probably the three teams we've played so far are going to be in if not the top six certainly the top eight Mm. um so how we are against teams especially at home that are probably bottom half teams will, will be probably dictate our season a little bit more I think at the minute it's feeling like it's got a little bit of a parallel with Marcelo Bielsa at Leeds and I'm not talking about the season when they came straight up and finished ninth. I'm talking about the season after when they were losing 6-0 every week and just setting up the exact same way. Um, from the noises that Vincent Company's making, he this is the style that he wants to play and he's, and he's not inclined to change it. The recruitment that we did in the summer was quite heavily focused on the final third. We didn't really bring in uh, certainly not a lot of, sort of better options, I would say, in, in the middle of midfield and, and at the back. So we probably have got the squad set up more to be an attacking side as well. So perhaps that's partly colouring the thinking. We might need a bit of surgery on that area in, in January. But I think it's until we play a few teams that are kind of more beatable for us, it's it's too too soon to, to say how it's going to end up, I think. How long do you give companies a fan base in terms of like... Say, say, for example, say if you you lose to us on Monday night and then you went and lost the next three or four and company's still trying to play the same way, how long do the fan base kind of give him the, give like the patience and say, well, actually, you need to, we need to shore up shop and actually get some results here because you could be in danger of going back down again and having spent a load of money. Although you'd probably bounce straight back up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's an interesting question because like historically, we haven't we haven't been a club that sacks managers think. Daesh obviously uh, did nearly 10 years before he was sacked um, and before that it was Eddie Howe and he, and he left he wasn't sacked so I think Daesh was the first manager we'd sacked for a, over a decade and the way that we won the league last year was it was pretty pretty much flawless and he's got so much goodwill in the bank from that you know winning the title at our deadliest rivals uh, ground is <laughs> going to be hard to beat for anybody yeah it's not a bad not a bad one is it <laughs> yeah so I, I, I would think that I couldn't see people really getting on his back, um, especially not in the first half of the season. The big, the big question mark for me is, is as you say, we spent the money. So a couple of times to Sean Dash, you know, we came up and went back down, but we didn't really spend. You know, we, we put money on the infrastructure, and and everyone was kind of appreciative of the fact that it was going to be a, a tall order to stay up. But as you say, company's been backed heavily, and with that investment, then. If you do get relegated, then you're leaving yourselves at risk financially. We are, we would have a, probably a bit of a fire sale if we did go back down. And I think if you're going to be back to that degree, and and really, I think he's got the keys to the kingdom. You know, there is there aren't directors of football or, or anyone else with football knowledge really reining him in. He's really running the club himself, and that means a lot of it is on him. You know, if we if we succeed or fail, so. I, I don't. I think it would take a long time for the fan base to turn. And, and me personally, I would say after what he did last season, I'd be happy to to have him next season, whether we we stay up or go down. But it, it, the way we're losing and, and the way we lost against Tottenham, a lot of it was on the manager. It, was, it, it wasn't so much the, the players, the personnel, it was the tactical setup. He got it badly wrong. And I think if that doesn't improve, then people will start to 
we'll start to question it a lot more. But as of this stage, I think people are, are, are still pretty much 100% behind him. Yeah, because I don't know much about your ownership. I just know JJ Watts involved, and he was a, a flat offensive tackle in the NFL. So I'm not sure about uh, about your your lot's ownership. Is this kind of the same with ours, where it could kind of they're like a loose cannon. It could happen at any time with Maranaka. So it's always there's you're always on the edge of your seats. I did want to ask you because I don't know the full story of this. It's just you hear you hear rumors. But what happened with the game against Luton? Obviously, they were meant to play at Kenilworth Road, and they needed the infrastructure still needed work but how come was there ever an offer of a reversal of of that and did Burnley turn it down what what happened there because I would have I would have thought you'd have liked that fixture to have happened so just so you can get some points on the board do you know what I mean yeah absolutely I think um from what I hear company wasn't in favor of reversing it um and I'm I'm not 100% sure what the reasons are I think plus one possible explanation that I've heard which does make sense is so our first three games have all been home games. Um, and if, if we had reversed the fixture, it would have been four home games to start, which obviously if you get the points on the board is an advantage. But if you come away without a lot, then you're playing catch-up straight away, which, I mean, we're kind of in that situation already. So had we played Luton at home and not won, then we really would be, you know, we'd be looking at a backlog of four away games to fill, um, three really tricky away games. So I think from that perspective, it wasn't the sort of the ideal situation to be in right at the start of the season. Um, I think as well, it was quite nice to avoid going to Luton for their first Premier League home game. I think that I think once they've been in for a couple of months, probably you know it might might be a slightly easier place to go at that point. Yeah, you don't. So, so it might perhaps might be a down in the doldrums. My view was uh, was good as well. Yeah. Um, in the transfer window, yeah, you've mentioned. Yeah, you you mentioned in the transfer window that you were a bit top-heavy. So I'm assuming that you'd have liked to have strengthened in midfield and, and maybe in the back four. Would you would you agree with that then? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we brought in Sander Burge from Sheffield United in midfield. And the size of him, is, you know, he's a big strapping ladder. And I think we were kind of expecting him to be a bit more of a destroyer. But um, you saw in the, in the League Cup game, you know, he, he's he, a great run. He beat a couple of players and, and set up our goal. But that's his strength. But defensively, He's, he's not really locked up to scratch and we're really lacking in two key positions at the back. It's defensive midfield and we haven't really signed anyone to, to sit alongside Josh Cullen and the fact that he's there on his own, he's, he's leaving to quite exposed in midfield. And then the other problem is we don't have a left back. Um, we had Ian Maxson playing there last year on loan from Chelsea. He's kind of around the first team now, so we, we, we did bid for him to come back, but he's elected to stay at Chelsea and fight for his place, which is fair enough, but we didn't appear to have any backup options. So at the minute, the only left back at the club is Charlie Taylor. Um, he's a, a kind of a defensively minded player. Um, he's, he's played a lot. He's, he's four or five years in the Premier League for us. He's quite quite well liked by the supporters, but he's not a Vincent Company player. He's not he's not great with the ball at his feet. He's more of a Sean Dyche defender. And Company's kind of made it clear that he doesn't fancy him and he's, he's not going to play him. So we're in this weird position where we've got one left back at the club. The manager won't play him, and so we're kind of putting square pegs in round holes there at the minute. And it really showed against Tottenham. We had a right back at left back, we had a centre half at right back, and they were just getting pulled from pillar to post. So I'm hoping that he might swallow his pride and, and perhaps give Taylor a bit of a chance at left back. But uh, I'll be surprised if he does, to be honest. Was you a bit alarmed by the lack of experience brought into the club, or does that not really matter to you, do you think? Uh, I think. Probably if you'd have asked me this time last year, I would have said we could do with a bit more experience. But um, 
you know, the, the signings that he made last year, he, he obviously knows the Belgian market really well. That's where we've done a lot of our shopping in. And the players that he brought in last year are all fantastic. So I think we're all kind of inclined to trust him, even if the, the, the players that we're bringing in are young and do lack of a, a bit of experience. He can pick out quality, and, and especially in the forward areas, he's, he's signed as a lot of quality players. So that doesn't alarm me too much. I think probably the, the a bit of a worry from the first few games is a lot of the kind of players who who've been in the Premier League in the past or were our more experienced players last year seem to have been sidelined for some of these new players. So I mentioned Taylor earlier and there's Josh Brownhill as well, who's, who's played in the Premier League for us previously, who's not been starting the first couple of games. Uh, and a, a goalie that I'm sure you'll remember, perhaps not so fondly, Ari Netmurich. Um <laughs> He was our number one last season. Um, he, he, As you probably know, he's, he's not always the most convincing, but he, he got better and better as the season went on last year. And yet he's been sidelined in favour of James Trafford, who we've paid a lot for from um, from Man City, but he's never played above League One level. And while he's not really been at fault for the goals we've been conceding, he doesn't look 100% convincing either. So there's quite a few rumblings among the fan base at the minute hoping just to get one or two of those players, not necessarily vastly experienced players, but players who were in the team last season, players who know the system a little bit better and players who perhaps played under Sean Dyche in the Premier League as well, just to come back in. So we have got those options in the squad, but they're just not really being used at the minute. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah, I mean, I thought someone like Ashley Barnes would have definitely stayed about just because of his know-how and knowing the league. Not even just, not even to really necessarily play, but just be part of that dressing room and someone that you can bring on, and you know that what what you're going to get from Ashley Barnes at least. That's what I would have thought you'd have done. I mean, we we could have done with that sort of, but I know we bought players in from like Bundesliga, Serie A, and and wherever God knows, you know, it was a big list, big list of players, but um. <laughs> I know you mentioned your style of play. Um, you obviously want to keep the ball and you're quite high pressing, but does does that worry you, obviously, after watching those? I know you've we've mentioned the first three games, but does it worry you that maybe later down the line and company's still in charge, that you may be the personnel is, you can't kind of refer to a being solid and being a bit more like harder to break down as such? Does that kind of worry you? Yeah, at the minute it does massively. Um, and I think we really need to address it in January. I think the noises from the club were that they were trying to get a left back in. So they're aware that, that that's a deficient area. What we really need is, is a sitting midfielder, um, someone like Danilo for you, you know, someone who just gets the foot on it, sprays it about, breaks the play up. We need that kind of player. And we've got Cullen in there at the minute who's very good, but he's quite lightweight, he's quite small, and he needs someone alongside him just to help him out. Um, and there's not really an obvious player you can bring in. We've got maybe Jack Cork or Josh Brownell who've, who've kind of done that job in the past, but they're not 
technically they're not quite on the level of Cullen. Um, so yeah, it is a worry. I don't think we the way that we built the squad this year. I don't think we have that much flexibility. So we're kind of putting all our, all our eggs in in one basket in terms of plan A and and hoping it comes good. And obviously so far it hasn't. So uh, yeah, it's it is a worry for sure. I mean, we're going to talk about at least some of your strengths because I think I think we've spoke about your weaknesses enough. But uh, who 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 should Forest fans kind of fear? Because I I didn't I, I had the fortunate uh, standpoint of not being able to watch the cup game because I heard it was absolutely awful from both points of view. Even though you got the vi- the win in the end, but I didn't watch too much of Burnley last season in the Championship. I'd be lying if I if I've watched much of the Championship since Forest got promoted. Although I'd have liked to uh, just kind of more out of necessity than, than choice. But yeah, who 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 would you say your strengths are early doors this season? Yeah, to be to be fair, we've I've said a lot that I'm quite worried about the defence, but we do look really <laughs> strong going forward. Um we we've got we have got we've brought in a lot of attacking players and a lot of them do look really good. So the front three that we'll probably play on uh on Monday will be uh Luca Coliosho who's eighteen year old. We've signed him from Espanol. He's absolutely rapid. He's got he's got lots of tricks. He's beating men left, right, and centre. Perhaps just as you get with eighteen-year-olds, not quite the final decision there yet. But he he's an exciting player to watch. Um, you'll see probably one of either Anas Sorori or Manuel Benson, uh, maybe both. Um, they were they were probably the two best players in the championship last year. Um, fantastic wingers, Manuel Benson. Uh, you know, Arjen Robin cuts inside on his left and scores the exact same goal every week. Manuel Benson was our Arjen Robin. He must have scored seven or eight where he just cut inside and put it in the top corner, including the goal that won us the title. So it'll be nice to see him get a few more minutes. He's kind of been in and out of the team so far this season. And uh, Lyle Foster is the other one. So we signed him in, in January um, from, uh, from Belgium, surprisingly, the South African striker. <laughs> he looks. He looked absolutely dreadful actually in the championship. He looked kind of he looked well off the pace. Um, but since he came back in the summer, he's, he's clearly been in the gym. He he looks like a different player. Um, he's already scored twice. Took his goals really well against Villa and Tottenham. And I think we do have a goal threat. So that the one positive is if we can stay in the game, um, you know, if we can kind of tighten up a little bit at the back, we we will hurt teams going forward. And, and we did look like we had goals in this against Villa and Spurs and obviously the way we're set up we should do really but yeah I think um, I think if uh, it's difficult to take too much from that League Cup game but Forest to me did seem to set up quite defensively and I think if they if they don't kind of go for the jugular um, then we will have options to, to break you down and hurt you a little bit I think mm, Yeah I think the team was very much rotated in the Cup game as far as I'm aware but um, how, how do you expect the the game to kind of go and 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 kind of set up. Do you do you expect Burnley to have a lot of the ball, or do you think you might actually change it up a little bit and maybe sit and try and counter, or what do you think? Company will stick to his guns. Yeah, I think from the noises that he's making and the kind of character that he is, I think he's going to stick to his guns. I think we're going to play the same way that we've tried to play in the first few games. Whether that goes well or doesn't go well, I'm not sure. I think, um, of no disrespect to Forrest, because I think you've got a, a good side and I think you'll be you'll be more comfortable than you were last season. But obviously, it's, it probably will be a bottom-half team as opposed to the, the level of the teams that we've played so far. So I think it will be quite interesting to see how our style is against, uh, you know, against probably a, a more winnable uh, opponent, a more beatable opponent, sorry. Um, and then the other thing is as well, it's our first away game in the Prem. Um, 
the first three have been at home, so it does make you wonder like how these tactics will kind of translate away. Because I think we have got a lot of pace up there, we've got a lot of skill up there, and I think it might suit a more counter-attacking style, which you know is it, a bit easier to play on the road. So I'm probably just trying to convince myself there that it's going to be better than the first three games because I, I don't think it's going to change much. But yeah, I, I'm hoping that that it probably translates a little bit better into this fixture than it has in the first three so far. We can't both play counter attack. We like that Spider-Man meme, won't it? Where we're trying to <laughs> pointing at each other, isn't it? But um, how 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 do you think you were set up? Like, what's your? I know you play normally a four triple two, don't you? Generally, but. I mean, you've been playing, like you say, you've been playing uh, square pegs and round holes and that sort of thing. But how 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 would you see yourself setting up and and that? Yeah, so it, it's funny actually because in the championship we're actually set up a bit more defensively than we have been so far this season. We've got so many attackers, so the it was four at the back, and this season we've mostly played four at the back. We went to three at the back against Spurs for the start of the second half, and we looked worse uh, defensively <laughs> playing that. So I don't think we'll see that again. So before at the back, um, so in in the championship we we probably had sort of we had um, two wingers, uh, sort of a, a number ten striker, and then uh, a couple of midfielders buzzing around them. But um, we've kind of had one sitter, and we've had a, a number nine and a number ten in the first three Premier League games, uh, and it, it's probably just to shoot one in the personnel as much as anything else. Um, but I think I can't see us changing that setup, so it will be kind of a four-two-four almost, and the big question will be what the two does because um, it, it's been Cullen sitting and, and Burge kind of roaming and he just doesn't really look like he can do that job Sander Burge so I think perhaps if we brought Brownhill in for Burge he'd probably play a little bit deeper and then that might release kind of the front four a bit more so I'm hoping that's what we do um, I, I can't see the formation changing I think it'll just be what he does with the personnel and whether he's decided based on the first three games to, to, to make those changes how how would you go about it? Would you would you rather be maybe put an extra man in midfield and go three man in midfield? Because we found this last season where we tried to play the same style we did when we got promoted as well, and then we were just getting absolutely overran in midfield. I don't know if you found that in the first three games because predominantly all three of those sides play with three midfield, so it's just you just get overran, yeah. you get picked off by the extra man in there, unfortunately. Yeah, that's exactly it. And we're pre- and we've got this high press, so we're, we're pressing them on the edge of their box. We've got four or five players pressing, one ball over the top, and then suddenly it's like five on five. Because, like <laughs> you said, the, the midfield is just getting overrun. Um, yeah, I, personally, I, I would sacrifice. So we're playing uh, Amdouni, who's he scored the winner in the cup game. Um, he's been playing number ten, but he's not very defensively minded. He's he's, he's kind of he's almost playing as a second striker, and that's a luxury we can't really afford at the minute. So for me, I'd be. As much as I like Amdouni and he's a good player, I'd, I'd probably be looking to, to, to drop him and, and have a midfield three of perhaps Brownhill and Cullen sitting and Burge just a little bit in front of them. I think that would suit Burge better as well. But yeah, I'm not I'm not 100% sure that's what company will go for. All right. Well, give, give us a lineup prediction, Tom, because I, I want to hear it. I want to hear how close you'll get. I'll, I'll, I'll have a look when, you, when, we, okay, when the team's yeah, so, announced. Yeah. So I, I, this is what I think company will pick then. So. It'll be Trafford in goal. Um, I think he'll probably go. It would be, I don't think he'll put Taylor in yet. I think it'll be Roberts at left back. The centre halves will be Bayer and O'Shea. You'll have Alderkeel at right back. Uh, Cullen and Burge midfield. And then the front four will be Collio, Show, Amdouni, um, probably Zorori, I would have thought, back for this one. And um, Foster up front. 
that right. that's that's what we have been doing, and, and I, I don't think he'll change it as much as I'd like him to. Yeah. What uh, what's your thoughts been on Forest? If you've obviously watched Match of the Day or or whatever, like what what have you thought of us so far this season? I mean, we've we've we got over the banana skin of Sheffield United, where I thought we should have been about three 0 up within the first half an hour, and we made we made a meal of it of winning in the last minute. <laughs> yeah, that goal from Hamel was incredible, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. An, old, an old an old an old uh, hero, Chris Wood, scoring the winner. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing his usual job of standing there until someone hits his head and goes in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I keep a, I keep my living in Derby. My best mate is actually a Forest season ticket holder, so I do keep a close eye and I try and get to the games when I can. Although since you went up, it's been pretty much impossible to get a ticket to, as a neutral. Um, so yeah, I've I, I think even the games that you've lost, obviously tough away games and pretty unlucky, I would say, especially at Old Trafford. Um, you know, obviously racing into that 2-0 lead. I've been there before where we've been seeing with Old Trafford and you just think the inevitable is going to happen, especially with the officials uh, joining in and giving them a helping hand, shall we say. But yeah, I think with the fixtures you've had so far, I think you've got to be delighted with this point's return. Uh, as I say, I think I, I think the the, um, the, trans, the recruitment you've done this year has been probably a little bit more, uh, it was a bit scattergun last year, you know, I'm sure you'll agree. Um, you, you can see some of the players that you sign, you know, sign players in January like Shelby, and they're already leaving. So, I think the recruitment this year has been a bit more considered. It's been obviously you've got the advantage of having been there a year and having the the, the squad in place. So, um, I think you'll have a better season than last season. I, I I can't see you sort of pushing up for the top ten or Europe, but I don't think you'll be. Uh, it would be going to the wire like you did last season in terms of the relegation battle. I think probably a, a solid sort of twelve, thirteenth. And that's a, a great season for Forest. That progress like that is, is what it's all about. Joe, Joe, with the way you guys play, who who kind of strikes fear into you when you kind of look at our squad or team in the last couple of games? Especially, well, I'm kind of referring to Chelsea and Anthony Alanga, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it will be those wide areas where we'll struggle at. There's the League Cup game. Um, you brought Brennan Johnson, and obviously he's left now. Brennan Johnson and Morgan Gibbs White, and they were just getting around behind his at will. Um, and then Ilanga will be doing that job that Johnson was doing, I imagine. So it's those two kind of the pacey wide men, just because of the way we set up, you know, there's no protection from the midfield. The fullbacks are both out of position. I think they're going to struggle. And if, if we don't kind of double up on those players, if we don't, if the wingers aren't kind of tracking back and sacrificing, then I think you're going to get a lot of joy down, down those flanks. And, you know, it only takes one good ball and, and it's a goal. Yeah. I mean, this has got a potential banana skin on it because. You're not, you, you've got here on merit. I mean, you played unbelievable football in the championship, clearly, because everyone wouldn't harp on about company so much and, and Burnley and the, the, the documentary and stuff. I've not managed to watch it or anything yet, but uh, it has got a potential banana skin because obviously all our away games have been like the top six. And then the first three home games of the season are all against the promoted sides. And no one wants to play the promoted sides at the very start because they're all on a bit of a high everyone takes them too lightly and then you kind of get sucker punch. So this has got, it's going to be a tough game, but what uh, what are your score predictions for it? I think um, I'm probably looking at a three-year through Clarence tinted glasses, but I'm hoping that after the kind of the difficult first three fixtures we have, this is going to be an easier game. Uh, not an easy game by any means, but an easier game. I remember at the start of last season, it did take you a while to get going at home as well. So I'm hoping that we'll, it's perhaps a good time to play at the city ground because I know towards the end of last season, it was 
absolutely rocking for every game. So with that in mind, um, I'll, I'll be more than happy with the draw. If it's one apiece, something like that, and we can come away with our first point on the board, I'll, I'll be delighted with that. We, we bundled a 1-0 win against West Ham, I'll find you. Uh, I, 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 I think you know uh, this. I'm uh, Tyra Wunny off his knee. I mean, more do you want at home <laughs> when you get absolutely battered by West Ham pretty much for 80 minutes of the game. Um, thank you very much, Tom. I mean, I, I'm unsure what we're, how we're going to line up on Monday because Danilo walked off injured against Chelsea. Alanga might have picked up a knock at Earth international for Sweden obviously we've signed Ibrahim Sangare from from PSV so it's kind of like do you chuck him in straight away Hudson Adoy as well so we've got plenty of options so I couldn't I couldn't even tell you a lineup uh prediction myself to be honest I, I would I probably see imagine we'll keep the kind of the same formation and maybe if Burnley gonna have a load of the ball we'll probably play on the counter at, at home which I don't know if many fans will appreciate that to be honest I think we'd like to be a bit more on the front foot but Thank you for joining us on the pod. Uh, where can anyone check out your guys' podcast, YouTube channel, etc.? Yeah, lovely. So it's No Nay Never, um, the classic Burnley chant. So it's at No Nay Never on Twitter and you'll get all the links on there to download the podcast. We're on YouTube as well. Just search for No Nay Never on there and you'll find us. Lovely. Nice one. Cheers, Tom. Thanks for joining Great us. Stuff. Thanks very much, Adam. And apart from Monday, best of luck for the season. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to wish you good luck because I wouldn't mean it either. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Thanks very much. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You in? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply, see mcdonalds.com.